0: Well, hello, everyone. How are you this fine Monday? Just snow's starting to break a little. It's not too crazy out there. But we are down to four teams left in the dance. And I tend to think it's the four correct ones. Uh, we'll talk about the, the playoffs here in the second half of the podcast. But one thing is always obvious in the playoffs and was obvious this past weekend is having a kicker you can count on goes a long way. I mean, we we all saw the Buffalo wide right. What a heartbreaker for the Bills. I'm sure you guys aren't crying too much for Bills fans. But Bass has been a good kicker all year. I mean, he's not terrible. He struggled the week before. But Green Bay, they've got a young kicker that's in way over his head. And it brings me to this. So throughout the course of the year, I would do Matt's stats, you know, we'd go over the opponent and when the Steelers have the ball, when they don't. But I put one together for end of season Steelers only. So I want to talk about the special teams version of that, go to break, and then we'll talk a little bit about what I saw over the weekend too. So Chris Boswell, talking about good kickers, only missed one extra point all season and just two field goals. He was perfect from inside 40 yards. His 93.5 field goal percentage ties his second best season. His best season was a 95% success rate. Boswell's career just over 87% field goal success rate is sixth best all time amongst kickers that have attempted at least 100 field goals. He's had two rocky years over his career. Other than that, he has been a rock star. Um, I think he, other than TJ Watt, was the best Steeler at his respective job this year. And back to our foundational player conversation, he certainly fits. So when you look at these playoff teams and you, what do we need to do? Well, that box is already checked. So that's promising. The Steelers opponents missed five field goals in games this season compared to the two missed by the Steelers. Pittsburgh's opponents made 86.5% of their field goal attempts. That was the 15th highest percentage in the league. So that was about league average. The their opponents also only made 73% or 93% of their extra points attempts. They were actually pretty lucky with that. Six teams had worse extra point attempts made against. So the Steelers got a little lucky with some extra points that were missed this year. The Steelers, yeah, here's one that makes me crazy. The Steelers gross. Average punt yard of 44 yards was only better than New Orleans. However, they did down 20 punts inside the 20-yard line. That's sixth most in the league. But they also punted the fifth most. They punted 89 times. I don't understand why Harvin finished the season, to be honest with you. Um, Including the playoffs, Nick Herbig led the Steelers in special team snaps. Next in line were Killebrew, then Boykin, then Mark Robinson, then Pierre, then Connor Hayward. Shandon Sullivan, Elijah Riley, and then Rodney Williams. Pierre missed one of those games. Uh, Riley only appeared in 13, and Williams only appeared in 14. Uh, everyone else played in 18 games that I met- mentioned. Five players around the league finished with 13 special teams tackles, and that led the NFL. Think about that. So the course of the year, you're the, you're the leading tackler on special teams. If you tackled, make 13 tackles. Killebrew ended up with 12. He was one off the the, the lead. Pierre had seven. Herbig and Williams had six. I don't study special teams tape, but Rodney Williams looks like a really good special teams player. Uh, The Steelers and Cowboys were the only two special team units to block multiple punts. They each blocked two. Something the Steelers have been pretty darn good at. The Steelers' opponents averaged 2.9 more yards per kickoff return than Pittsburgh, but the Steelers averaged 0.7 more yards per punt return than they gave up. The average kickoff return against the Steelers gained 26.4 yards, the sixth highest. Pittsburgh converted six two-point conversions in 2023, tied for the league lead. With the Texans and Patriots, I'd never thought that. I just happened to stumble across this, but they—they they had six two-point conversions. It's not really a special teams thing; more of an offense. But I threw it in here, anyways. But they also allowed six two-point conversions. But four teams allowed more than the Steelers. So while six was the magic number to being tops in the league, six allowed wasn't as harsh. You know what I mean? Wasn't as didn't lead the league. With the NFL playoffs rolling around in the NBA season in full swing, BetOnline has you covered with all the up-to-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, and information on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV. That's B-L-E-A-V. All caps. That gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. A couple things to take away from the weekend. We are now down to four teams, four were eliminated. And I wanted to just kind of talk a little bit about. The four teams that were eliminated because, first of all, we'll start with the Bills since they're most relevant. You know, they, they knocked off the Steelers pretty handily. But if you follow my Twitter timeline at WilliamsonNFL or if you happen to follow Adam Schefter, it's who I retweeted it from, you'll see the Bills have a ton of free agents. Like, their days of going outside the organization to boost their playoff run is crashing, you know, Von Miller's, they're not going to be able to do that type of thing anymore. So now I'm not saying their window is closed, but when you've Josh Allen, it's always open, you know, the famous Burrow line, but it's going to be a lot harder to surround him and the whole team with stuff from outside the organization. You're not going to be picking high. You have to hit on draft picks, you know, guys like Kincaid, that looks great. But it's going to be a lot more difficult for the Bills. And again, I know you guys aren't crying for the Bills, but imagine being that fan base and never having a Super Bowl title to lean back on. Steelers have a bunch. You know, the Bills went to four in a row way back when. And they've been so close. I mean, they've been the second or third best team in the league now for the last five years, but have nothing to show for it. And is it just a Chiefs thing? I tend to think not. I just think it's... Tough to win in the playoffs is what it comes down to. It's a Steeler note too, you know, I mean, you only get so far. Steelers had experienced a lot of this during the Brady era. You know, it's doesn't mean you're not an elite team. Sometimes you just don't get a bounce or Bass can't make that field goal or whatever it is, but that's the fine line this league is. Tampa Bay Bucks also were eliminated. We exceeded expectations this year, but what I wanted to stress with them is – Todd Bowles, who, I'll be honest, he was on staff with me with the Browns. He was our assistant secondary coach. That was a long time ago. I'm a Todd Bowles fan. I think he's a great defensive coordinator. He is aggressive. I've always thought he's been in over his head as a head coach, though. His game day management stuff, and this might sound familiar from a defensive-minded head coach, you know, Tomlin, I think, has some similarities, kind of set in his ways, not very analytically inclined not bit great using timeouts and clock management and challenges. Well, you know what? Bowles, this past off season, went back to the drawing board on that stuff. You know, he went back and studied these things. And maybe that came from ownership. Like, hey, Todd, you're on the hot seat here. But if you're going to come back, we want an offensive coordinator change, which is what the Bucs did, left which was out, brought in a really good Canales, did really, really well with Baker. And Todd, I want you to go back and do some analytical studies of how you handle game days. And he did, and he got way better at it. So, old dog, new tricks. See what I'm getting at here? Now, the last two teams that got eliminated are the Packers and Houston. And I kind of think Green Bay should have won that game. Houston got blown out in the second half. But both those teams came to play in a big way, at least early on for Houston. But my point with these two teams and – Love and Stroud are super impressive. They're already top 10 quarterbacks. Stroud's better than that. The Steelers don't have that guy. Okay. But it shows if you get the offensive coordinator and quarterback situation right, and maybe that's Pickett. I mean, I'm just saying maybe. That you can play with house money. You know, these these guys were ahead of schedule. You know, they were ahead of the curve. I mean, in terms of rebuilding their team. Packers are ridiculously young. They're the youngest team in the entire league. Houston most of us thought they were going to pick in the top 5 this year. You're like they've traded that 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 uh draft day trade. They gave up their first round pick instead of Cleveland's in the Will Anderson trade. And I'm thinking what are you doing? You know, I mean, and meanwhile, they're picking later than Cleveland. You know, they they have a good young staff. They got a lot of pieces in place. They found the offense coordinator, they found Co- the quarterback, new coach, and Green Bay finally get, you know, love gets his chance and he was exceptional. I mean, that last throw aside, but a young offense. This is, these are some similarities to your Steelers that you can get pretty far in this league pretty quick with a couple key pieces fall your way. So that's some of my takeaways. Oh, last thing, too, I just wanted to throw out there because you can't wait forever on these things. And I'm not saying I'm brokenhearted that Shane Waldron signed as the Bears offensive coordinator. He was the Seahawks last year, but I thought he was a candidate for the Steelers, you know, qualified, he'd been an upgrade, but he's now with the Bears. He's just saying, you can't, can't just wait around forever. These guys get hired quick, you know, so this offensive coordinator thing needs to happen sooner than later. All right, take care, everyone. We'll talk tomorrow.